Hello, everyone, and welcome to my first ever podcast episode. I am your host and new best friend, Hannah Drapinski, and I kind of just wanted to, before I get into the episode, kind of just talk about what I want to do with this podcast, and basically, I started Weird Girl Diaries because it's going to be about embracing your inner weirdness of sorts in the journey towards being yourself. And that kind of leads me into the topic of today's podcast, which is authenticity and being yourself. And a lot of the topics that we're going to talk about in this podcast is managing life in your 20s, self-care, mental health, um, maybe some motherhood stuff, um, just a wide spectrum of stuff to talk about in this podcast. I have so many things. I have a lot of mental health struggles that I would love to open up about and talk about, just a lot of disordered eating in my past and just how I've healed from that and become such a happier person and my life has been completely changed and I kind of wanted to start this podcast to show you all that that can happen for you as well and that you can have a completely changed life and such better quality of life in so many different areas of your life and I have so much experience to talk about this because I am a recovering people pleaser and that's also why I'm so passionate about talking about authenticity and becoming your true self because that is something that I had not (laughs) done for so many years. Essentially what this podcast is going to be is just me sharing a bunch of journal entries with you guys, my new best friends. So yeah, if you're up for that and a lot of personal and very relatable to a lot of you most likely content, then buckle up. You're at the right place. Thank you for being here. And today I'm going to be answering three of your questions. Number one, what does it mean to be authentic? Why is it important to be your authentic self? And lastly, how can I become my true authentic self? Now, this is going to be the first talking episode of, you know, authenticity, but this is going to be kind of a theme throughout my podcast. So I'm just going to kind of give like a base um, knowledge of what I mean by authenticity today. And let's start off with question number one, what does it mean to be your authentic self? And basically that means knowing who you are and expressing that version of yourself constantly. It means pursuing what you love and not caring what other people think. It means being mindful, calming that mental clutter. It is who you truly are at your core. And as someone who is a high-masking autistic person, um, this came as quite a challenge to me. Um, I first started doing this back in 2021 when I received my autism diagnosis. I first began that, what? (laughs) You know, kind of like figuring out like my entire life has kind of been... um, just very it would have been different had I been diagnosed a long time ago like this makes a lot of sense a lot of questions of my life are being answered right now and when I told my mom uh mom I'm autistic she was like that makes sense and I was like oh (laughs) so yeah that was that was very important um in kind of my steps towards becoming myself um and also understanding that I cannot please everyone 
And people pleasing is constantly changing and adapting yourself to fit the mold of what someone else wants you to be. And what I had to learn is, is that it is absolutely impossible to please everyone. I have learned that over the years. One person likes this, the other person doesn't. It's literally impossible. What I'm really trying to do with this podcast is to get you guys to understand that we are all unique, perfectly unique individuals and we bring our own beautiful uniqueness to the table and we don't have to try to be someone that someone else wants us to be or be like somebody else in order to be valuable and special and be worthy. So that's kind of something that I'm really trying to get you to understand that your authentic unique self is perfect as it is so lean into that and lean into also the things that you're good at by the way finding your strengths and things that you're you absolutely love doing and just start sharing it with the world or even if you don't want to share it with the world do it for yourself first and then gain enough confidence to start sharing that with the world that helped me a lot because I lost myself for so long, consistently trying to please every single person in my life until in my early 20s when I had this big mental breakdown, which led to, of course, my autism diagnosis. Um, but I had this big breakdown because I had literally no idea who I was anymore. And along the way, I lost that little girl who had that special and unique spark about her. And along the way, I had an epiphany. Why are humans forced to cram themselves in a societal pleasing box that truly stifles our creative energy? We as humans are not built to be that way. And I say that as an autistic person who has a weirdly wired brain and I honestly don't know if it's the same for neurotypical people, but if you are listening and you're neurotypical, let me know if you can relate. But as an autistic person, I truly don't understand societal norms and I just never will because we are all so unique and so different. So why does society stifle everyone's individuality by declaring what's normal and what's not normal? And that's something that I don't understand because why is this normal and this not normal? I remember posting a video a while back of me wearing these cute shorts designed to look like boxers and the comments in the videos just astounded me. People could not grasp the concept of me, a woman, wearing a piece of clothing that was designed for a man. But why does clothing, clothing have a gender? Why do some pieces of fabric declare you're a man and some declare that you're a woman? Again, this just doesn't, you know, make sense to me. The way that society and certain people, like in my life, tried to project the idea of this is normal and this is not normal um but in order to please those people in my brain I wanted to become what's normal in quotes and I tried my best to become that version of normal that people wanted and I remember I mean I grew up in the early 2000s where the tabloids said the 10 best and worst beach bodies and the worst beach body it you know looked like what I look like now and I saw that and I was like but she looks normal like she has a normal body why is that wrong why is that bad and just thinking about how all of that also altered my brain chemistry and my inauthenticity in that era just kind of bred this very inauthentic, sad, anxious, people-pleasing, very not-myself type of person. 
and who I was back then was not at all who I am now. Now that I've gone through this process of understanding who I am and realizing that and thinking that's really special, you know, and realizing that I have my own special place in this world and I deserve to take up that space and I deserve to be here and be myself and be who I am. And if Joe Schmo doesn't like it, that's okay. He doesn't have to like it. If he doesn't like it, that's his personal opinion. As long as I'm happy and I'm confident and I am liking who I am and what I'm doing and what I'm creating and what I'm projecting out there and and my beliefs, my core beliefs, I'm happy. I am well. I am good. And that is what I'm trying to get to give to all of you and try to help you guys get to that point before you really lose yourself and lose more time because I lost a lot of time in just so many different ways so many years of my life just trying to be somebody else so many years of my life starving myself and not taking care of myself ruining my mental and physical health just along the process just so many different things but I'll get into that in future podcast episodes but this one is truly just about you cannot please everyone I was a very happy but very anxious child. I dealt with a lot of anxiety in my childhood, just over a lot of things. Um, I am, as you know, autistic, and I was undiagnosed as a child, and I just dealt with a lot of emotions during my childhood, just so many different ones, and just a lot of obsessions and compulsions, and I, my mom just labeled me as very sensitive and very sweet and she loved who I was. She loved my personality. She loved, she accepted me for who I was and truly her love and acceptance of me was kind of what, (laughs) you know, helped me be the person that I am today because um, it was hard for a lot of people in my life to accept that side of me. I mean, my emotions are very intense. They have enough, they can just drown entire rooms, my emotions. And as a child, I, my emotions were extremely intense. And even still to this day, they're very intense. But after learning more about myself and accepting myself, I have learned to manage my emotions better. And it's hard. It's still hard for me. I have a hard time managing my emotions, whether you know, just in any aspect, I have a very hard time with that. It's just something I struggle with. But especially as a child and as a teenager, I really struggled with that. But having my mom, uh, you know, being there and being so supportive and loving of me, that was very helpful, of course, because that just wasn't a common theme in a lot of the circles that I was in. Um, (laughs) A lot of them were just like, oh my gosh, she's a teenager and like bawling her eyes out. That's so embarrassing, you know, and I couldn't control it. It was such a wildfire inside of me. I just couldn't control those emotions. It was very hard for me. And yeah, just also stressing the importance of having a good support system and good friends and good people that are going to love you for who you are like that's extremely important to me I have another friend who also is autistic and we have share a lot of the same core and it's really helpful to find other neurodivergent friends because they can understand you in a way that nobody else can Um, my husband is neurotypical and which means he's not autistic not ADHD you know and he is extremely supportive of me as well so I 
I think that just as long as you find a great support system who is going to have your back and who is going to love you no matter what, find those friends, find those people, find those partners, you know, and and cling to them because it's so helpful. And for me, with my people-pleasing, recovering from that, having my husband Jesse um, as just such a support and love and unconditional love, no matter what, literally, was really helpful for me to get rid of that people-pleasing attitude because it's it's pretty much gone. <laughs> so having him, you know, loving me no matter what was really helpful. So definitely encourage you to uh, hang out with the right people. Okay, so now let's get into question number two. Why is it important to be your authentic self? Because it is so freeing. Once I started to embrace myself, I wasn't chained to that people-pleasing mindset anymore. And I pushed myself out of that societal-pleasing box and just began living. My opinions, my beliefs, my values, they were finally my own. Just who I am at my core. And it, it literally feels so good and freeing. And that is like the main like answer to that question why is it important to be your authentic self because it is freeing it feels so so good it it, trying to people please and not being your authentic self it caused me so much more anxiety and I already have a lot of anxiety I don't need anxiety from that too so it is so freeing in, in that area of my brain to not care anymore about judgments from people about what they think it is it just feels so good. It also has given me so much more confidence and joy that I literally did not have before. I had a lot of, I had more confidence in myself when I was younger, but then when I turned 16, and I'll get into that in another day, but when I turned 16, a lot of my life kind of changed in like just this snap of a finger, just changed. And I'm kind of like trying to connect back with my younger self because I feel like that inner child me was who I am you know, and I'm trying to find and get back to that. And I just have a lot more confidence and joy. And I basically was just a clone of whoever I was, whoever I was with down to like facial expressions and way of talking just to fit in and be liked. You know, I would, whoever I was with, I would literally just, I would try to find out like, I would try to watch their faces and their expressions and just study them and like figure out how they talk and how they and I I would literally go away from a conversation with somebody and like my like and go back to home like to my mom back when I was a teenager and she'd be like who are you (laughs) like why what are you doing (laughs) you know like why are you becoming that person you know because it's just something that I thought that I needed to do in order to be accepted because a lot of times who I was was rejected by certain people so then I was like okay well then I'll just try to be more like you then wrong don't do that I put so much less pressure on myself now because now that I love and truly accept me, I like who I am at my core and I don't want to change her because she's weird and silly and happy and obsessed with horses and likes to wear funky clothes and I really like her. I think she's cool and I think she's awesome and I'm finally who I'm supposed to be. I'm, I guess I just really wanted to start a podcast so I have a place to talk to you guys about my experiences because I have a lot and how I can hopefully help you make better choices than I did. 
I so badly wish I had started my authenticity journey so much sooner than I did, but that people-pleasing mindset took years to get rid of. And it's still, you know, it can, it can be hard sometimes, but it's truly, it's mostly gone. <laughs> but it can be hard sometimes, I'm not going to lie. Becoming myself has really affected my art style as well. My art beforehand was very much just copy-paste of whatever was like trendy or, you know, whatever my peers were doing at the time. And like, yeah, whatever I saw that was like, oh, that got a lot of likes. Okay, I'll just create something like that. Or just whatever kind of style was trending. Now that I've learned to love my art and love every single creative aspect of me, I have found, looking back at even my old sketchbooks, I'm like, wow, girl, you have evolved greatly, just even artistically, just becoming myself more artistically and being able to express myself in that way. And also just expressing myself in my style as well. I know a lot of you can tell that I just dress how ever I want and I just have fun with it with a bunch of colors and textures and patterns and whatever I look in the mirror and say I feel confident I love what I'm wearing and I go out and I don't care what people think and it was a couple of weeks a couple months ago actually now sorry um and I was walking through Target and I was just wearing one of my outfits just enjoying life being happy and there was this group of teenagers and they were all like chatting and then as I got closer I heard them laughing and like pulling each other like oh my gosh don't let them hear you and like laughing to each other and pointing at me and you know that could bother me it could I could let it bother me like you know 17 18 year old Hannah would have been like oh, you know but 24 year old me now I'm like okay you don't have to like it I find it kind of rude that you're not being very nice to somebody you know and if it wasn't me and it was somebody else that that really affected you know or that was me like a few years ago and that really affected me like that's not okay to do I I have to it, it, there are people like that everywhere though people that try to tear other people down and what we have to do is try to make ourselves stronger and allow ourselves to build up that confidence in ourselves so we don't care what they think if there is somebody laughing and if there's somebody pointing at you and laughing at what you're wearing or what your hair looks like or whatever that's okay they just might not like the style they just you know they have a different style than you and as long as you as I was checking out and still seeing them laughing I was just like but I like my outfit I think I look cute and they don't have to think I look cute, but I think I look cute and I like my outfit. And I walked out the door and I didn't give it another thought because as long as you build up that confidence and your authenticity and you're like, I'm showing up, I'm being myself. And if you don't like it, that's okay. And as long as you build up that mindset, you're going to be a much happier person. I promise you, you will be so much happier. You'll be thriving. You'll be loving yourself. And it's it's a big, big step. And I know it seems impossible. Like I get these DMs all the time and these comments like, how do you possibly go out and dress like that? Like, how do you have the confidence? And I, I truly just think it all comes down to if somebody doesn't like it, that is totally their opinion, you know, and they can have that. Some people are going to like it and some people won't. And that is okay. So just developing that mindset of it's okay. 
is is definitely very helpful. I know it seems very simple, but developing the it's okay, it doesn't matter mindset has been very helpful to me in this case. <laughs> okay, I know I keep saying this, but I am going to have a podcast episode, another one, about how to be confident when you wear what you want and wear what you like. And that will be coming soon for sure. And that's just going to be kind of like another like part two about building confidence after like kind of starting to become your authentic self. But first of all, or lastly, I guess we'll get into uh, question number three. How do I become my authentic self? I think one of the main reasons that we are scared of showing our true authentic selves is because we are worried about judgment and what people think and you may be different but I'm just sharing off of my experience because I was truly just scared of judgment and what other people would think of my art of my clothes of my personality of my values um, about my opinions just all of these different things I was very worried about what people would think based off of that and that was kind of the core of why I I didn't want to become my authentic self or why I was scared to But something that really helped me was getting to know myself a little better. And basically that means to kind of reflect on how to be more authentic by writing and journaling. And writing and journaling has been so helpful to me um, just to get to know myself. Just a a journal that's called Get to Know, insert your name here. (laughs) So Get to Know Hannah, let's just say. So basically my Get to Know Hannah journal Um, I reflect on how to become more authentic and identify what makes me inauthentic. So I would just write all these things down. I would try to figure out what makes me inauthentic in my life and what I can do to go towards the journey of being my authentic self. And also, of course, writing down what I'm good at. And another big thing for me was allowing myself to experience all of the emotions that I have and practice being mindful and journaling just all of those emotions and just allowing myself to acknowledge and feel them and just growing up in a society and groups that I was in that I was so emotional and just allowing myself to accept that part of me was really huge because I was always felt other I mean my mom was very positive about it Um, But just some other people in my life kind of used it as such a negative thing about me that I was so sensitive and that was such a bad thing. But me coming to terms with the fact that my sensitivity is also a huge gift and loving that part of me and learning to accept that I have big emotions. And once I learned to deal with them, and manage them and I wrote them down and I wrote what I was feeling writing helps me so much Um, something else might be different for you like voice memos might be good for you just to talk and get that emotion out there I also highly encourage talking to a professional about all of this stuff if you're experiencing any of this anxiety and this I mean I highly encourage therapy I'm a big uh, encourager of that so if you are feeling like I am so overwhelmed with all of this and life in general and just my emotions like therapy just you know get some therapy (laughs) it's very helpful but anyway just talking about my emotions in just it was always more of a negative thing um to most people but 
when I learn to manage my emotions and my sensitivity, I can use that empathy and that emotion and I can channel that in a really positive way once I acknowledge that they exist. And I'm not saying that my emotions are always (laughs) channeled in a positive way because I still experience extremely strong emotions. But now when I experience them, I have been teaching myself to not feel guilty for experiencing them and allowing myself to feel anger, to feel sadness, to feel, you know, all of the emotions. And of course, for me, writing down and journaling has been very helpful for me and also talking to people, um, certain people that I trust. So you go ahead and find somebody that you trust if you're more of a talk type person. Find a friend, a parent, a partner, a therapist, someone that you trust to talk to about all of this and just talk and vent and get it all out there. Don't be afraid to don't be afraid of telling your truth. And you know, that's another part of the whole people pleasing like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so scared. I can't I can't say this. And what what if what are people going to think? What are they going to think when I tell them?" If they're if you're telling someone that is truly loving and accepting of you, then it's not going to matter whatever you say. They're still going to love and they're still going to accept you. So it doesn't matter what you tell them. But for me, again, voice memos as well are something that's really helpful. And also now I'm podcasting and telling all of you guys my intense emotions and feelings. And also that's helpful because you guys can hear from me things that I feel and you can relate because I'm always going to be 100% authentic with you and honest and just completely transparent about what's going on because I feel like that's important that I have an audience and I have a platform and you guys understanding that I am you know sometimes I'm kind of a mess and that's important to me for you guys to understand and I I always want to show you guys just every single raw unfiltered part of me and that's really important and I think that's this is another Another way that I can show you guys and help you guys based on my experiences, um, just kind of more about myself and show you that just because you see someone online, you don't see every single aspect of them, which uh, brings me to my next point, which is be careful who you follow online. And I was following a lot of people for a while when I was going through my bad eating stage. I was following a lot of a nutritionist style, um, diet, workout, people, and that was really bad for my mental health. And I am not saying that all people are like that because I still follow some incredibly positive and wonderful um, nutritionist style people that go about it in a very positive, body neutral type way. And that's the people that I follow. So go through your list right now on Instagram or wherever you're, you know, whatever social media platform and unfollow people that when you see their post, you're like, you know, it kind of makes you feel bad about yourself. Just don't follow those people. Be careful who you follow because for a while that really affected my mental health. Just seeing people, these beautiful posed filtered bodies on Instagram. A lot of that was really just damaging for my mental health. The the tabloids and just seeing all the magazines and this and that. So to become your authentic self and become yourself, it is hard to constantly be comparing yourself to, you know, 
Christina over here, let's say Christina. Um, so you see Christina and you're like, I want to look like Christina. And you're constantly comparing yourself to Christina and wanting to look like her. And you see her on your page all the time. Like, I want to look like that. And you go to such great lengths to look like Christina, unhealthy lengths. And that is a problem. And that is a problem with us just constantly. The comparing game is really strong, which is why I want you guys to always have the very much me version of me like I, I don't want you to because of all the experiences that I've had online with so many people that I constantly compared myself to and that's really unhealthy towards your authenticity journey so make sure that you follow people that are going to help you continue that journey and uh, don't get don't get caught up in a lot of things that aren't real on Instagram, a lot of pictures that aren't real, a lot of things are edited, so many different things in technology. You can edit, you can do so much fixing on like, you can you can do so much editing on a picture, on a video to change bodies, to change, you know, skin and acne and all of that. Don't allow yourself to get trapped in that comparison game that makes you very upset about who you are because you don't want to be like oh my gosh I wish I looked like that you know you have to come to terms with the fact that you are enough and nine times out of ten a lot of those modeled pictures aren't even real and even if they are you have to learn that yourself that you are extremely valuable as you are in this very moment right now as you are listening you are valuable right now and every intense emotion that you feel, every sadness that you feel, if you just had a mental breakdown before listening to this, that is okay. It's okay. And, you know, people saying, oh, it's not a big deal. You should stop crying, which I've been told probably a million times in my life. It is a big deal to you. It's a big deal to me. If you are upset about something and you are, even just with my toddler, she's having a breakdown if, um, you know, she doesn't get her correct plate color. And for me, as someone who has intense emotions, I can see that. And just because, oh my gosh, like, you know, I'm 24 and I'm like, you know, for me, I mean, I'm autistic and I like to have my certain color plate. But I mean, you know, <laughs> outside of that, like thinking, why is she freaking out about just a plate color? You know, it shouldn't be that big of a deal. But to my three-year-old daughter, it is a big deal. And for me to say... It's not a big deal. Just stop crying and take the pink plate. Validating her emotions and saying, I understand. And even telling this to yourself, I understand why I'm upset about this. And that's okay. I, I'm, I'm validating that, that I am okay to be upset about this. And then learning how after that, like understanding that it's okay that I got upset about this. Like allowing myself to fully feel the emotions and not feel bad about them. And, and, and just even like having positive self-talk, like, okay, I just had a mental breakdown. Now, that's okay. And how am I going to proceed with this? How am I going to help myself in the future? How am I going to help myself right in this moment to feel better? And that's kind of hard. I mean, to do, especially for your own self and doing that for yourself, that's really hard. You know, getting advice from a therapist is a great idea. 
um, and just kind of even just talking to somebody that knows you well they're like oh, okay I think this might help you but if you had like um, I don't know just some you, you just got some bad news let's say and you have a really really bad reaction to it just realizing that even if it's a small small bad news just understanding that it's okay to react big I it took me a long time to get to that point because of a lot of the things that people would say and just how society doesn't really accept that as much especially at the age that I am having intense emotions I mean they can handle it let's say from you know like a two-year-old or a three-year-old but once you see a teenager having a mental breakdown it becomes uncomfortable for some people and for me that was something that I decided to then repress my emotions rather than learn how to regulate them and that was very dangerous for me as well because it led to multiple meltdowns and multiple breakdowns in my early 20s and which um you know obviously led to my autism diagnosis so that's great but if I had learned in the moment of back then when I would have those intense emotions to just learn how to regulate them rather than just be like okay I'm just going to repress them because I'm afraid of what people are going to think and or what people are going to say just because I am older and I do have these intense emotions and it's not common in you know other kids and other teens around me so I'm just going to repress that so I don't look get looked at as weird or odd and having big emotions doesn't make you weird it doesn't make you odd it makes you a human being you know humans have emotions and it's normal to have them my husband jesse was raised to very very much especially as a man especially as a boy to repress those emotions always don't show emotion don't cry you're not allowed you're a man and having him now just seeing when he cries I feel like that's such a huge step for him to actually cry. I mean, like he said that, you know, ever since being married to me, in a positive way, of course, he's learned to cry and to be, because I, I, we've gone through this whole trying to figure ourselves out and, you know, trying to go back and connect with our inner child and just figuring out, you know, all of these different things and just even hearing that he just was never allowed to express his emotions and just because he was a man and you're not allowed to do that. It was, it, it was just honestly, it's so telling of even just back to the first question of what society deems as normal. Like it's not normal for a man to cry. You know, it's, you know, men should not cry. And just kind of learning to accept that it's okay as a human being to have big emotions was a huge step in for me in becoming my authentic self and learning how to manage those rather than just repress them and have them completely build up until I have a meltdown you know because that's what would happen is I would repress those emotions for like you know weeks and then all of a sudden I would have a complete meltdown as a teenager and it would just be like oh my gosh what's going on with you and I would be having a complete meltdown on the floor you know, crying, upset, freaking out, hitting my head, pulling my hair. It was just, it was awful. It's, it's horrible. It's not fun. And just having those meltdowns and all of that kind of just led me to, you know, this moment right here, talking to you guys about it, being transparent that that happens, that that's real, and just learning to 
understand that it is okay to have those big emotions, but learning how to manage them for you is extremely helpful. Basically, I would just suppress all of my emotions. Um, And my husband, of course, did the same. But for me, I would suppress all of my emotions because I was afraid of expressing them because they were so intense. And I was afraid of the reaction that I would get. And emotions are basically just something that is trying to tell us something. Um, And it's it's not a bad thing. Emotions aren't a bad thing. They're a really good thing. And we, when we have like anger emotions, it means that something is causing us to feel that. So we need to deal with what is causing us to feel that. If we're feeling frustration, we need to deal with what is causing us to be frustrated. Because if we don't deal with it, if we don't deal with that anger or the sadness or that, yeah, whatever is making us anxious, if we don't deal with that anxiety, it's just going to literally explode later. So that's something that I had to learn as well um, to deal with them because they are going to explode for me and and they just they will if you don't deal with them and it's good to deal with them it's it's a positive thing to have emotions and to feel them and to understand them also another thing um, asking yourself questions um, like what caused me to feel this feeling what caused me to feel this intense feeling can honestly get you to understand yourself so asking this question in your get to know you know hannah book or whatever your name is um you're getting to know me book you're getting to know me journal asking yourself this question in your journal um can really help you to understand what you're feeling and why you're feeling it and what's making you feel it so that's another good prompt. I have a lot of good prompts for the Get to Know Me journal, the Get to Know You journal. Um, so if you guys want those, I can share those for sure. So let me know somehow if you'd like those. Um, and yeah, I could talk about <laughs> handling emotions literally all day long. I, I could, it's just a huge topic that's like really important for me to talk about because it's something that is considered very taboo among certain, you know, people. And I am very much accepting of emotions. And I think they're great. And I think they're amazing. And I think that it makes humans interesting and colorful. And suppressing them is just terrible for your mental health. So I definitely will talk more about this in the future. But let's move on. Um again, you know, just coming to the next point of hanging around the right people, people that encourage you, people that are loving and supportive of you and accepting of you at any, any version of you, um, whether that be your upset version or your angry version or your happy version, you know, every, every aspect of you hang around the people that love that, that love that about you. And if you have people in your life that, you know, are kind of unaccepting of areas of that, something that you need to do is, you know, you can remove toxic people from your life, but in times that you can't, if it's a loved one, a grandma, a grandpa, sometimes for me, I've had to come to terms with the fact that I, some people aren't going to all understand. 
all people aren't going to completely and 100% understand everything about you. And I have a lot of people in my life that don't understand that because some, some people in my life aren't very emotional people and they don't quite understand it and they don't understand me, but I still love them. And sometimes I, under, I know I can't always talk to people, everyone in my life about these certain things, but if they truly love you, they're going to want to just talk to you and listen and they're not always going to understand. Some people aren't going to understand. And there are some people in my life who are negative about it. And I've had people call me too much in my life, in my family. But I'm very thankful to have a close, uh, immediate family that though <laughs> some of them might not completely understand my intense emotions, they still love me. They still hear me out. And that's really important to have people like that, have friends like that, have a partner like that, you know, that is going to be a good and positive listening ear and have unconditional love and support for you. And of course, stop the people pleasing. That is a huge step in how to become your authentic self is just to do your best <laughs> and stop the people pleasing it is it is difficult i'm not going to lie it is extremely difficult but we talked about that um in the beginning of the the episode um about people pleasing trust me i know how hard it can be to move on from those mindsets and those habits but i promise you it is so worth it it is so so worth it to realize that you are enough you are special and you are unique and you bring your beauty to the world and no one else can. You are you and you're amazing. So don't allow Joe Schmo to make you feel bad about yourself. Don't, don't become a version of somebody else, just a copy paste of somebody else, just so they like you. Don't do that. <laughs> just learn to love and accept who you are because who you are is perfect enough. We also talked about this, but also um, being authentic and becoming your authentic self means to fully accept who you are and the great things that you can do. So I encourage you to pull out your get to know me journal and write down um, the amazing things that you can do. Write down your strengths and write down how you want to show your strengths and how if you want to do that personally for a while until you can share them with the world but just the things that you really wish that you could do if you were authentic for me it was dressing how i wanted and uh doing the things that i wanted basically and having my own opinions and thoughts so for me let's just say for the dressing how i wanted that was a big deal for me was dressing the way that I wanted and getting enough confidence to do that as well and also uh, get it, getting rid of the people-pleasing mindset to wear what I want. So if you want to, if that's one of your biggest things is wearing what you want and being confident enough to do that, I encourage you to figure out what your style is and also what's holding you back from embracing your style and expressing it. Um, so write that down, write all that down in your get to know me journal and just evaluate all of that in yourself. Try your best to learn yourself and what you want and what you, 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 you want. It's not selfish to learn what you want. Learn what you want rather than what others want. Find out what you're afraid of 
and why dig deep and and figure that out what is making you afraid of being yourself and write that down (laughs) write that down for a lot of years of my life I would focus on what other people wanted for my life rather than what I wanted and even just talking to Jesse um, he went to college for something that he was not passionate about because it's what other people wanted him to do and he didn't love it he doesn't use his degree and it's not what he wanted to do it's not what he's passionate about and he's a huge um, advocate for pursuing your passions because now he's you know older and working on starting over basically because he learned that you know pursuing your passions is extremely important and doing what you want and what you love and what what you want to do for your life is more important than pleasing somebody else and making somebody else happy because not that you shouldn't want to make other people happy it is one of my favorite things and one of my most happiest things to make people happy but when someone is asking you to do something or you feel like you have to do something for a certain person in order to be liked or accepted that's not what I mean you know there's a difference and making people happy is one of my greatest blessings and one of my most favorite things to do but if it's on the flip side somebody who wants you to do something um, that you don't want to do and you want to do it just to be loved and accepted by them, that's not, that's not a good thing. And just trying to get myself to understand that was really hard. And now that I'm sitting here and I am, you know, living my life and being happy and embracing all of the parts of myself, you know, and, enjoying myself you know just enjoying myself and liking myself being happy in my own company it that's that's important and it's more important than trying to make other people happy also something that greatly improved once i started my authenticity journey was my eating disorder and that is also something that i'm going to touch on throughout this podcast so if you are struggling and you need a best friend to talk to I'm going to be here and I'm going to talk to you about all of these tough topics that are hard to talk about with some people, but I will be open and transparent with you about my journey and how much my life has improved so much more. I was a shell of a human being for so long and I wasn't even able to enjoy my dating years with my husband because I had such terrible thoughts about eating and I got to miss out on years of my life with my family and with my loved ones and I don't want that for any of you so I am here and we're going to talk about it and I'm going to help you because we're going to make it through this together Um, whenever I share about this on my social media pages I get so much feedback about oh I wish that I could be recovered or this is so helpful to me thank you so much for posting this and it just encouraged me even more to start this podcast because I have so much to talk about and I have so much I want to talk about and if you want to hear about this stuff about the tough topics about the hard things about the mental health about self-care and how important that also is in authenticity and if you want to hear about all of this stuff navigating 
your 20s and how tricky it is and just any of it. If you're a young mom, I'm going to talk about that some as well. And I'm just going to be very chatty and I'm going to talk about all of the things and traumas and I'm also going to talk about religious trauma once I am like ready to do that emotionally. But, you know, I'm going to talk about emotions and having autism and just all of these things and I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to always be transparent with you guys because that is so important to me and I'm going to be transparent and you guys are going to always know the real me because I can't have any have it any other way. So if you're interested in that, I I'm so happy you're here. Hi best friend. I'm Hannah. It's nice to meet you and I love you and I'm so happy you're here and we're going to make it through this together. Um there is a silver lining and I promise you it is so worth it to get there. It is it is so worth it. So I promise you you can do it. You're strong, you're amazing. And you got this and I'm here for you and we're going to talk about it and we're going to go through it and we're going to have fun on this podcast and I'm really excited. This is our first episode and I cannot wait for the next. I'm already planning it out and I'm going to try to make an episode once a week, but we'll see. It might be, you know, a little bit less often than that just because I'm trying to manage a lot of other channels and things, but I am so thankful for you guys being here and your endless support and I hope you guys were able to learn something and it was able to help you a little bit in this first part of the authenticity series that I'm going to be doing um, routinely. Uh, my next episode will probably be about something else but I'm definitely going to talk about this more. So just to close the last question, get get a get to know me journal and just write down all of these things what is holding me back from being my authentic self why what what is holding me back and what can i do to be more of my authentic self and how can i get there um just you know write all these things down document your emotions ask yourself the tough tough questions talk to people that you love talk to people that you trust a therapist, a loved one, a parent, anyone. Just talk. Talk to yourself. Do voice memos. Talk to yourself in the mirror. Just constantly be very in tune with yourself. And that is very, very important. And I'm going to close with that because I have a lot more to say and I we have a lot more time, a lot more episodes to talk about it. But Thank you guys so much for tuning in. This was so much fun. I'm just sitting here in my studio and just so thankful to be able to be doing this. So see you guys in the next episode of Weird Girl Diaries podcast. Thank you so much for listening.